0: you're listening to radio md she's a chiropractic physician lecturer author entrepreneur and talk show host she's dr suzanne bennett it's time now for wellness for life radio here's dr suzanne When my son was only
1: a few months old, you know, back in 1995, he suffered from a skin rash under his chin that wouldn't go away. His pediatrician said it was eczema, so gave us the typical cortisone cream, and sure enough, it went away after a few days of application. But as soon as we stopped it, his rash would come right back. Interestingly, it was about the same time he started experiencing allergies and asthmatic symptoms. And although I was a sports medicine doctor at the time, as a clinician, I really wanted to dig deeper. And I started studying about heavy metal toxicity. And so I shaved his entire head and sent his baby hairs for evaluation and found that, among other toxic metals, he had extremely high levels of nickel in his little body. You know, as soon as we minimized his exposure to nickel by eliminating foods high in nickel, stopped using stainless steel spoons to feeding him, and changed out his our metal pots and pans for glass and enamel. His rash went away in five days. And that was naturally without any drugs or skin creams. Now I knew that at that moment that I, I understood the power of dietary and environmental factors that, and that was the beginning of my career shift from sports medicine to holistic and environmental medicine. Today on Wellness for Life, we have Jennifer Fugo and she's a clinical nutritionist who's an expert on the relationship between the gut and skin disorders and the founder of SkinTorrupt, Dot .com a fantastic resource website that provides natural strategies and alternatives that you have you haven't been told about before. Welcome Jennifer, so awesome to have you on our show today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, you've been a practitioner for a really long time, but but you weren't you actually got into I think the work that you do as a patient. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Actually, I started off having eczema back in 2014 um, while I was in my master's degree program. So a period of tremendous stress and not sleeping enough, not eating the best that I could be. And it had started on my fingers and then spread to the palms of my hand. Um, And to the point where the flares would come and go and I would use some steroid cream and that would help them go away, except they would just come back worse every single time. So every single flare this rash would grow and I'd end up with these clear pustules, um, which is pretty classic of dyshidrotic eczema, where it affects the hands and the feet. But fortunately, mine only affected my hands. And um, I just became incredibly frustrated with time because uh, when I would go to see the doctor, the options were pretty limited. It was steroid cream, Vaseline to help keep the moisture in, which I don't want to, I wasn't comfortable using. And I just couldn't get any straight answers and felt really, really alone. So, you know, my journey started off suffering for, you know, a good long time. It was, took me about three years to finally figure out what was underneath all of that and tr- causing the skin to flare. And, um, eventually I did fortunately figure it out. So, and that's where I I decided I really wanted to help people who were suffering like I was.
1: You mentioned right there about what was underneath all that, which means about the hidden root causes. And I'm so glad that we're going to be talking about this because as I mentioned in in my little story about my son, for him, it was toxic metals. So what did you find out about your rashes and um, your eczema? What was your root cause?
0: My root causes from, obviously, stress. Stress was a major factor. I had blood sugar imbalances. I actually had a, a past traumatic history of, I lived in New York City during 9-11, which was obviously worse, some anyone's night, worst nightmare. Um, and I also had been in some really awful relationships, um, earlier in my life. And I really hadn't come to terms with additionally, I wasn't eating quite as well. And so I had become deficient in a bunch of nutrients that were really important. I also wasn't eating enough protein. Um, And I also had gut factors that were driving my skin issues. And that's my, you know, I just want to clarify for everyone listening, as you specified, your son's issues were more of that heavy metal piece, which can certainly play a role. There's actually 16 root causes, and it doesn't mean that everyone has everything, nor does it mean that, like, your son's and my eczema trigger from the same things, which is partially what makes it complicated to understand what those underlying triggers are. So you have to figure out, out of those 16, what exactly is your unique combination?
1: Where can we find out about those 16? <laughs> we don't have to go through all of them now, but is there a website? Now, I understand you get you have skinterrupt.com, uh, but where else can we find it?
0: Actually, I have a podcast on uh, the Healthy Skin Show that I posted um, back in July, I believe, that I, I go through all 16 root causes for folks. And a lot of people are surprised because they want to just assume that it's primarily food-related, and that's not always the case. Um, And in fact, you know, whatever you want to touch on today, we can, but there is a real danger in doing um, very restrictive elimination diets to try and get rid of your eczema because oftentimes uh, there are a lot of nutrient deficiencies underneath. And if you limit your diet too greatly and you don't have the experience or know how to avoid ending up with nutrient deficiencies, you can actually make things worse.
1: Such a great point. Um, so let's make sure that people listen. You can go to her podcast, Healthy Skin Show, and that's available, I'm sure, on all of the um, uh, yeah. servers, right? Yeah, all of the different, yeah, iTunes, etc. Healthy Skin Show by Jennifer Fugo, and that's F-U-G-O. Now, 16, I totally get it. There's so many different factors. And every individual, when it comes to skin, obviously it's super unique for each one. Um, there's one one area that we talk a lot about that triggers gut issues. Uh, gut issues trigger skin issues. And we talk about leaky gut issues, uh, which is a permeability problem that can trigger skin problems, food allergies and whatnot. You talk about leaky skin. What is that compared to leaky gut?
0: It's actually similar in that they're both barriers of the body that separate the internal body from the exterior world. And a lot of people might be surprised to know that even in your gut, what's in our digestive tube, so to speak, so the bacteria, the food that moves through, that's actually the outside of your body. So when our gut becomes leaky, we have this unnatural immune response that's happening to foods, bacterial parts, etc. And so the same thing can essentially happen to the skin, where we're supposed to have this very tight um, almost like a brick wall, where the mortar mix is nice and white, and you can see those beautiful lines. And when the skin barrier becomes leaky, we start to see, due to a degradation in a protein called filaggrin, that the water in our skin, that moisture is lost. So it has a very difficult time staying hydrated, becomes increasingly dry, we will have this flakiness that will result. You can also have inflammation, the pH balance of the skin, which actually should be somewhere between 4.5 and 5. So on the acidic side, surprisingly to most people, um, gets disturbed. And as a result, the microbiome, that lives on the skin, which is actually different than what lives in your gut, is also disturbed. And in cases of eczema, we're seeing a lot more of, um, like, staph aureus that will show up where you really wouldn't see that, at least the literature is telling us that, um, on healthy skin. So, But you can also end up with an overgrowth of candida and all sorts of other bugs that really shouldn't be there in full force, but they take advantage when we start to have external inflammatory factors as well as internal inflammatory factors. And that's one of the big pieces where we say, don't scratch when it's itchy. And I know I've been there, it's really hard not to scratch, but scratching as good as it feels in the moment actually causes a form of ex- of external inflammation that drives the leakiness of the skin. So the idea is we have to really um, balance that internal and external inflammatory factors and try to address them as best we can uh, so that we can um obviously pay attention to our symptoms use them as clues but ultimately uh, get the root causes to no longer be root causes for our problem anymore
1: mm. um, a quick question you know uh, are were you a c section baby or were you a natural
0: birth no you... i was i was born i was born vaginally
1: you were. You know, the reason why I ask is because my son was a C section baby. He was like a 10 pounder. He was so big, he couldn't come out of me. So we had to, you know, obviously uh, do an emergency C section, but that specifically changed his microbiome on his skin. And I'd like you, you to just yep. touch on that a little bit.
0: Yeah. So the microbiome on the skin is this really interesting balance of lots of different bacteria. And Some of the like cool quick facts are, number one, we have about 1 billion organisms per square inch living on your skin. So it really is this beautiful, amazing ecosystem that we can't see. And it includes things like bacteria, fungus, mites even, and viruses that can all share in that community. And that would be healthy skin. We don't want our skin to be sterile. As you were saying, if you don't go down the birth canal then you're not allowing your mother's microbiome to inoculate the baby's skin. And look, for moms listening, don't be like, oh, my gosh, I'm a bad person. I had a C-section. Like, don't think that way. It just is what it is. We all come into life however it happens. So we just have to deal with things as they are. Just know that that is a potential factor in having dysbiotic skin. However... Um, the really cool thing is that there's about 19 different phylobacteria bacteria that are found on the skin with 3 to 4 that predominate. Um, and they're pretty similar in, like, con- con- similar to what's in the gut for the most part, but the, th- the real critical difference is the gut bugs love fermentable fibers. That's what they thrive on. On the skin, they actually love lipids. So this is considered, your skin level is considered a lipidome. And so one really cool thing that connects them is that when the bacteria in your gut, and this is how, you know, we've ta- you've talked a lot about leaky gut, when the bugs in your gut consume fermentable fibers, they produce short-chain fatty acids. And one specifically called butyrate actually communicates with the microbiome on the skin. So if you don't have enough butyrate production in your gut, that can actually be one of the ways that we lose that balance on the skin of what the microbiome should look like.
1: Such a great point. I, I've, you know, used a lot of uh, stool testing on uh, Jennifer and found a lot of people um, are deficient in butyrate, just like you're talking about. And, um, and so utilizing fermented foods and giving the right types of uh, prebiotic vegetables can really help with that. But how about butyrate as a supplement? Do you recommend that at all?
0: I actually have used it in the past. From doing a lot of interviews with different clinicians in different areas who don't really talk to one another, um, that has actually been something that I have utilized in my practice and seen some improvement in. I've never used it with children. I do not work with children, so I just want to specify that um, kids are a different—they're different different little creatures—and you need those beautiful beings to to work. If you need help, you want to work with someone who really does work with kids and understands kids and babies because the needs are different than adults. But that said, I have used butyrate in adults, um, and you can also, if you're comfortable using ghee, which is a form of dairy where the lacto- lactose and all of the proteins are removed, um, that's actually a great source of butyrate in food. So you could add it, you know, instead of doing like, um, you know, coconut oil and a protein shake in the morning. So a lot of people like to add healthy fat. You could do like a tablespoon of ghee in your protein shake, believe it or not, it tastes amazing. And that's a really great way to get some ghee or some butyrate into your diet and into your your digestive system.
1: That's great. Yeah, thank you. On a side note, butyrate, I found with my patients, it really does reduce inflammation in the gut, but also it it actually helps with bowel movements. So you will see if you've Mm been, you know, constipated, it really does help. You mentioned about skin loves lipids, but you don't recommend the use of coconut oil. Can you go ahead and say a little no. more about that?
0: Yes, so coconut oil, especially if you have rash skin is really rough on the skin itself. There is an increasing number of people that are developing allergies to coconut and I, you know, I don't know the exact reason why, we could all say that maybe it's because people use coconut oil for everything anymore. They're consuming it, they're cooking in it, they're slathering themselves in it. And for somebody who perhaps has a has maybe more on the allergic side of things, they may develop allergies to it. I've had some clients that were using coconut oil in their faces and developed really severe rashes, and when they've read the article that's on my website, they stopped using it and the rashes completely went away. That said, coconut oil is so highly antimicrobial that it, if your skin, you know, you have to think about this. Leaky skin is this whole piece of how the skin barrier is essentially um, unbalanced, right? And part of that is a microbiome dis. Uh, dysbiosis, so an imbalance in the bugs that live there. If you wipe them out, you're already struggling to maintain a healthy balance. The things that are going to return first are going to be bugs that are probably going to be more on the unfriendly side. Um, That So that's number one. It's just way too antimicrobial. And I've spoken with a number of skin care uh, formulators who do a lot of natural product formulations as well as microbiome biome experts, and they've all stated that that is the case. Additionally, coconut oil is really alkaline. It's around the pH of 8. And I said that the skin has to be between 4.5 and 5. So you're disturbing the pH balance of the skin. And then lastly, it's just way too saturated. So it's very difficult because of how large the molecules are of it to be absorbed. So it just sits on top of your skin. Um, Despite what you might think, it's not really able to be absorbed into the tissue. And so as a result, some people can feel hot. It can feel like a saran, almost like you're wrapping yourself in saran wrap. It is not the best option out there. Um, And I've actually had a lot of uh, massage therapists who've used coconut oil um, in their practice, and then it really messed up their hands quite terribly and they found that by changing out their massage oil that they were using on all of their clients, that that made a huge difference for them.
1: Mm, such a great point. You mentioned again, I mean, like we talked, we, you said earlier that uh, skin loves lipids. Then what type of type of moisturizer or I, I know that, you know, when we talk about skin issues, we, we do want to start from the inside out. But what can we use to give us some relief of the itching and the pain? It can be inflamed.
0: Well, one of the things that you can do and I'll st- I'll just start with like what are some good daily moisturizers and I prefer in most instances with people that have rash skin to let's go down to like the bare minimum number of ingredients. So like single ingredient oils are typically the best. So avocado oil, olive oil, jojoba oil, sunflower oil, um emu and sesame oil are all really great options. So sesame is probably better in the warmer, drier months. It's it's kind of a warming oil, so you probably wouldn't want to use it. And it's very heavy for the summertime. Those would be the best options. Um, as far as some creams that people can try if they do have dysbiotic skin, there's one particular product called Indigo Calm Balm that is formulated with probiotics in it and it has a lot of really great amazing oils in it. Um, And I've had clients, I have nothing to do with the company, but I've had a bunch of clients that have tested it out and they have varying degrees of success, but a lot of people are somewhere around like 40 to 60% improvement in their rashes. So that's something that you can order online um, from the company that makes it. As far as Itching is concerned. There's a couple of things to consider. Oftentimes with skin rashes, there is a phase two liver detoxification backup. And if someone's like, wait, what did you just say? So your liver has this amazing detoxification system already in it. So it doesn't mean that you need to detox your liver or go out and buy detox teas or some sort of liver cleanse. That's not what I mean. What we need to do is support liver detox. And it is unfortunately very nutrient-heavy process. And if you don't have very specific nutrients, what happens is phase one occurs. Then we've got these more toxic toxins that your body has dealt with. And they're just hanging out there. Well, to, for phase two to happen, for us to excrete them out, you need things like glutathione, glycine, B6, etc. And if you don't have enough of that in the system, this is another reason why I say you've got to eat enough protein, is because glycine, for example, is an amino acid. Um, your body can't get rid of those toxins. So I realized that with skin issues from just from my clinical practice, you actually have to start by making sure to support the liver properly. So you don't get the flare ups of the itch. The other piece too is that molybdenum. So it looks like molydenum, but it's a a little known uh, nutrient that can be really helpful in addressing itch. However, Itch can also be driven from infections, hidden infections. So it could be candida, it can be parasites, it can be other things. Um, You could also consider histamine, um, you know, that you're having histamine releases from the foods that you are eating, so high histamine foods. But you might not have enough of the DAO enzyme in your gut to block the the histamine that's being released in this the system. So there are some DAO supplements out there, though if you do not eat pork or you're allergic to it, that's not going to work for you because it's only made from uh, pork. Um, however, these things are can be really helpful. The other piece I would say is that stress management is critical, and so doing breathing exercises meditation, going out for a walk, singing to a song that is your favorite, getting up and doing some movement, whatever's comfortable for you, can be really helpful in alleviating stress. And then if you do want to try some antihistamine type supplements, things like stinging nettles or quercetin, those sometimes can be helpful. But as I said, unfortunately, when people come to me and they have tons of itching, and they'll go, well, it gets worse at night, and I end up, I've got blood all over the sheets, which was my story, um, itching in the middle of the night, I wasn't even aware. A lot of times, um, it is hidden infections, unfortunately, that is driving that.
1: Right. Yes. I, I, I've i seen that quite a bit as well in my practice, but I also have seen, not all the time, of course, and, and a, but a chunk of patients who have a lot of itching, that they actually suffer from dust mites, excess dust mites on their skin. Mm-hmm. And once they start, you know, um, I'd say for, for my patient, I've actually asked them to exfoliate as much as they can, not in at the point where they have leaky skin, but exfoliate all the dry skin and then change your sheets really well. That really minimizes also the dust mites because sometimes you feel like they're kind of crawling on you. You know what I mean? And people will mm-hmm. say, I feel like stuff is crawling all over my skin and it's because they are having little bugs there.
0: Absolutely. And I've actually talked with Dr. Jeff Petros about all of the stealth infections and hidden infections. And um, just a tip for anybody listening, if you are getting eczema around or rashes around the eyes, one tip would be to request a nasal swab from your doctor, because sometimes people actually have staph or infections in their, their nose, and that's what's causing it.
1: Such a great point. Great, great, great Tip right there. Uh, can we? Can I ask you? Uh, how do you feel about acne? Is acne this in a similar way a systemic issue? Because I'm sure you get a lot of that adult acne.
0: Acne is definitely a systemic issue. There's a number of different factors to consider. One of which is hormonal, and um, and so you know elevations in testosterone are one big driver that can cause acne around the chin area and the throat area. So you want to number 1 make sure that your whatever you're putting on your body is not irritating things. There's also a very interesting study that was done by um, the folks at Microbiomes Lab manipulating some of the gut flora that um, will impact they found impacts the uh bugs on the gut or on the skin and how prevalent someone's acne is within about a month and i know they're working on i'm not sure whether that paper's been published or not yet but there is some really interesting connections between that obviously dairy can be a major factor and if somebody is struggling with acne the best thing to do is remove dairy completely from your diet and see if over the course of a month that makes a big difference if not from there then it's time to start digging into other things
1: thank you gosh Great information. Where can we find more information about you? And um, possibly, I I believe there's a download. In fact, I took a look at it at skinterrupt.com. There's an amazing download you can get for, uh, it's called My Root Cause Skin Test eGuide. But can you tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yes, absolutely. So the e-guide is great because a lot of people think that the skin issues are just on the skin. And I'm going to be honest with you If after listening to this. The one thing you should take away is that your skin problems are not skin problems. They're a sign or a cry from your body that something else is going on underneath the surface that you need to look for. And so while conventional dermatology doesn't always look deeper, they might just look at the rash and say, oh, here's a steroid cream or here's this pill. Um, There are other things that you want to look for underneath because of those 16 root causes. So I utilize a lot of these labs in my clinical practice to help us look deeper and really dig and turn stones over where you haven't... Bothered to look yet, and a lot of the labs that you'll find, some of these also can be run through your insurance, or you can ask your family doctor to run for you. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay out of pocket for everything. So it's a great little guide, um, and there's a lot of information that comes with it. And if you go to skinterrupt.com you'll find it right there. And as I said, the best, the other best place to find me is the Healthy Skin Show. There's like over 70 episodes already. It's got tons of great content and. Um, We're just turning it out, trying to connect the dots for people where they feel like they've lost hope. There's nothing else. And we're like, no, but there is more. There's so much more you can do.
1: Awesome. Awesome way to end our show thanks so much jennifer go to her website skinterrupt.com to get your free download my root cause skin test e-guide thanks so much for listening if you or one of your loved ones are suffering from skin issues do share the show with them we all know we've been touched by some of these see skin issues and you can see that obviously it's a visible condition so we can make some changes right away if this is your first time listening make sure to subscribe and do connect with me on instagram at dr suzanne if you want to if you want me to help you dig deeper with your health issues i work with people globally through phone and skype consultations and my contact info is available on my website drsuzanne.com. until next time go out there live your best life today full of energy and enthusiasm and ultimate health and wellness this is dr suzanne sharing natural strategies on the wellness for life show right here on radio md stay well